passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Raider Nation, welcome back to a live edition of Silver and Black today. Of course, this is our post-game show. Myself, Scott Branson, along with uh, my good friend Murph from Raider Fan Radio. And uh, the Raiders, 31-17. They lose to the Kansas City Chiefs. They lose their sixth straight game to Kansas City. Of course, the last time they beat the Chiefs was in Kansas City with John Gruden as coach back in 2020 uh murph as we always do like to start out with you with the the voice of the fan this one you know it was it was almost like a big tease it started off so well this raiders team really could have been out in front of this this chiefs team uh you know by 17 points uh of course carlson missed a field goal with inside of 30 yards not something he's done he's only done it twice in his career but you saw the, the the Chiefs came out very flat on offense. The Raiders took advantage of that, didn't take advantage of it enough, get into the second quarter, and some risky decisions by the coach. We'll talk about that. But overall, tell me uh, how much this one hurts uh, losing to the Chiefs at home, especially with as much red as we saw in the stands at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, just, Scott, this one hurts a lot. You know, this is, this is the one of the year. This was the defining moment. 
for the Raiders in the 2023 season. This was our opportunity to get on the map. This was our opportunity to turn, you know, the narrative around. And we use that term a lot. I'm thankful for a lot of things this time of year. I'm thankful for my faith. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for you. But I'm not thankful for the Raiders right now, man. Like to drop a 14-point lead on us and then just absolutely collapse defensively and get completely unimaginative on on play calling and, and offense and just the way that the, the things unfolded from the rest of that game it almost felt like there was a little bit of a page out of Josh McDaniels's team um you know there would the, the, I can appreciate a guy like Max Crosby I'd love the fire out of that young man I love the the, the the this inspired defensive effort at times out of the defense that Antonio Pierce has brought us but this was it. Like we had our shot. Like, what else do you want than a than a freaking fourteen point lead against your arch rival? Uh, you, you know, the, one of the best teams in the NFL, and the Raiders crapped the bed. And so, this is it. Like, thank you to the Raiders for relieving me of the burden of expectation uh, because this is it. The, the our, our season is literally now over. Now, that's not me being a defeatist. I will still watch every single snap. I will still root for this football team, and I will enjoy the rest of the season. But in terms of expectation of any kind of like postseason aspirations or any kind of you know competitiveness against the Chiefs again, or God forbid, even the donkeys now uh, in our last game of the season, those things kind of go out the window. I mean, it was lined up for us. All we had to do is beat the Chiefs. You know, going in the bye week, we got the Colts coming up. Like it was lining up for the Raiders to to be in the hunt, as we saw the graphic tell us. But it all went out the window tonight, Scott. I'm just, so yeah, I'm a. Uh, I don't know what Raider Nation is feeling like. I can't read the chat, but I'm telling you, th- th- this guy uh, here in his bonus room talking about his favorite football team. I'm defeated. Like I, I'm flat right now, man. That was that was rough. Yeah, I can understand it. And look, I mean, we, we've talked about it for weeks. We talked about this nice little run that the Raider defense had gone on. And we, we talked about it, Mo and I, on the show, Murph, this week, late in the week, saying, look, we, we were seeing Patrick Graham get the most he could out of the defense he had. That's a key point because they do not have enough talent on defense. You saw it tonight. They could not pressure Patrick Mahomes. They could not get him. He got to sit back there all day, and it doesn't matter who you are or how bad his receivers are, which they certainly didn't look bad tonight. If you have all time to pick apart a defense, you will. And so I think the Raiders, you know, Max Crosby, of course, he had the one sack tonight. He came out, and you got to give him credit because the guy does not stop. He wanted to be out there. Was he 100%? Of course he was not 100%, but he damn near well played 100%. And he didn't have any other help. Tyree Wilson, again, not there. A couple times they could have gotten to Patrick Mahomes, just missed Divine Diablo a couple times. There, there, there's, just, there's just a level of talent missing from that defense. That doesn't mean they didn't play well the past three weeks against who they played against. It just goes to show you, though, that eventually that sort of stuff catches up with you. But I will say this, too. I think you got to start to look at some of the positives that come from this game. And one of the positives I want to talk about with you and get your reaction off the top here, Murph, is Aiden O'Connell. Did Aiden O'Connell prove tonight that he is the franchise quarterback? No, but he had a good game. If you look at the statistics, and of course I'm going to bring up the numbers, Aiden O'Connell, 23 of 33, 248 yards, one touchdown, passer rating of 101.6. So you saw the kid out there. He, he did not make mistakes to turn the ball over. That was huge. He did not do those. Got sacked a couple times. He had trouble there in the pocket. But overall, did well, had a couple dimes, including the one to Jacoby Myers in the third quarter 
um, that or fourth quarter that really helped the Raiders start to get some momentum, which of course they couldn't capitalize on. But if you look at what he was able to do, you got to feel good about what he does on the field and the decisions he made tonight against the Chiefs. Yeah, and 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 shout out his resiliency too. I mean, to to, to take a shot there from the ribs of who that was that McDuffie, I think that that, that hit him in the oh, head. Yeah. And they went and went and checked him out, and you know, and, and he gets right back in the game. And you know, we saw that Garoppolo was warming up on the sideline, and and but Aiden held out, and and so and thankfully, and you know, yeah, I am encouraged by Aiden O'Connell. And there was a, there was more than just one throw down. There was two or three tonight. There oh, yeah. were absolute dimes. I mean, the, the the kid clearly has shown his poise and and shown his ability to, to deliver the ball downfield. And one of the things that we talked about last time you and I got together, we were critical of his, like, on the bubble screens, on, like, yes. those out routes. We saw him tonight. We saw him with some arm strength getting the ball to the sideline with a little bit of zip on it. And so, absolutely, yeah, shout him out. And I thought Aiden O'Connell, you know, look, at he's got a lot of plays he would want back. But, listen, he's a fourth rounder, and that's the thing that – is it's interesting about the Raiders situation this year. No one's expecting this guy is going to be our quarterback of the future per se, but he could be, I mean, you know what I mean? We don't know because he clearly has the ability to, uh, to do some things in in the NFL, but all that said, you know, you require a little bit around you and, and, and two, let me, and let me just tag it with this just to piss everybody off or at least half the audience. (laughs) If anybody's watched the saints game today, we made the right play. I'm just saying that. <laughs> yeah. Just take that for what it may. The potential and the ceiling on a guy like Aiden O'Connell, considering what the ceiling was on the other number four, I'm just saying that I still feel really good about what the Raiders did in that move. And again, I'm not just trying to stir everybody up there. But what I am trying, I, my more of my point in saying that is, Aiden O'Connell did pretty darn good. And so I think that we should at least take solace in that as Raider Nation, that Antonio Pierce making the very definitive decision to move away from Jimmy Garoppolo and even the previous regime's definitive decision to move away from the other number four. Like, there's at least something to look forward to. And now, frankly, the pressure's off. There's right. no pressure on him. Well, now and, he's trying to see what Murph, he's doing. And Murph, like you said, I mean, look, the decision to go to him was the right one. Everybody agrees with that. No, I don't think anybody would argue against that. I think, though, that, that again, I saw something I talked to you about after the last game against the Dolphins. I saw, again, uh, I, I just, look, Bo Hardegree might be a nice guy. He might eventually someday be a good offensive coordinator. He's not there yet. He's not sure. ready for prime time, nor is Antonio Pierce. Some people are going to get mad at me for saying that because everybody likes Antonio Pierce. But you saw tonight what a veteran coach does to prepare his team and comes out and does. Antonio Pierce is doing what he's asked to do. You have to commend him for doing it. You have to say, hey, man, this is great. You got these guys turned around from a mindset perspective, and that's half the battle. So I think that that's good, right? But you saw, again, they did not put their rookie quarterback in a good position at times. Even when they went down by three scores, when they went down by three scores, they should have opened up the book and let him go. Look, they gave up on the game. I mean, listen, I'm going to go back. Well, I got to go back to decision-making first before I get into that. Because this one bothered me. You're at the, you're at the beginning of the game there. The Raiders have fourth and one on the 12 or the 19. What was that camera? 12-yard line. And Antonio Pierce decides to kick the field goal, which was missed. A rare miss. Not a good call. Because guess what? You're not gonna, you're, your defense is not going to stop the Chiefs. They were doing it at that point. But you knew the Chiefs were going to do it. You have to have a little bit of a killer instinct. And I think there he made a key mistake. 
as he did later in the game as well with with some of the play calling with some of the timeouts and so on. So again, and I'm not I'm not saying that to say negative things about Antonio. He's just not an experienced coach. Can I? Well, well, let, me, let me ask you though, Scott. Yeah. But don't you think? Because because so I was on the on the on the on the couch there with with Lobby Valerie, and we're we're watching the game, and and she's like, they got to go for it, and I'm like, well, I I would agree, like it's pretty aggressive to go for it, but then also like my brain kind of clicked, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, you have the, the Chiefs at home, you have the opportunity to go up by two scores. So I kind of understood what he was doing. Even the announcers who were against the Raiders clearly for the entirety of that game. <laughs> shout out. No, not shout out Trent Green. But anyways, but the idea that like, you know, you could take this thing up by two scores and then Carlson who, God dang it, Kevin Harlan, you couldn't have picked a worse time to as soon as the words start to flow out of his mouth, I'm sitting there going, no, like, you know, you're going to jinx the freaking guy. And sure enough, he did. But Scott, isn't there at least a little bit of reason to that? That like, yeah, you want to take up two scores against your arch rival at home. No. Well, so so I so here's where I dis, here's why I disagree with it, because okay. I get what you're saying about two scores. But the Raiders defense is not that good. OK, the Raiders defense has played good. Max Crosby is injured. They have no pass rush now. He was betting on the Chiefs playing offense like they were up until that point. I looked at it and said, they're not going to play that bad for that long, okay? Because it's Patrick Mahomes. And whether you love him or hate him, he is who he is. He's a good quarterback. So to me, you have to get as many points as you can. Also, I think you can't play it safe against a team like that, especially the Raiders, a game under 500. And, and he's trying to get the job permanently, which I don't think he has a chance at, frankly, right now. But I will say that I would have been aggressive. I would have been much more aggressive there because what you do is that was to me, that was a very Josh McDaniels call, right? You were saying it earlier about you felt like some of it felt like back in those days when he was still around. And to me, that's what that was. It was a very, oh, well, we'll get the three points and we'll play defense. I just don't think knowing the history of this team against the Raiders, right? Uh, uh, Building leads and then losing big leads. Look, look. The Raiders, after their their missed field goal, the Chiefs then on their next five possessions scored four touchdowns, right? So, so again, they can score fast. People forget, well, they're not as good as they used to be. Yes, they're not the number one or number two offense, Murph, but they're still a top 10 offense with a top four defense. So to me, you have to go balls out. You have to be able to take that risk. And I know he would have been criticized if he would have went for it and didn't get it, especially after the the late fourth and one we saw, which was a terrible call as well. So, so, so it's, I know it's a mixed bag, but I just think that that shows the lack of experience with the coaching staff and and the decisions they made. Now, did they make other good decisions? Yes, they did. But I think overall, what you're seeing here is not that it's bad all the time. It's just uneven. And that's what you get when you don't have, I think a top flight, permanent coaching staff. So that's okay. Like you look at it and you say, all right, well, they're doing their best. They're not, they, they didn't get hired as the OC and the head coach right out of the bag. So they're going to do the best they can. So to me, that's where I'm at with it. And I just think it over, it, it shows today. You saw a little bit of lack of talent on defense. Clearly you saw the inability to kind of make key decisions at key times. And you saw some inexperience with the play calling and unevenness and that all together creates a crap sandwich that Raider Nation has to eat because it's red and yellow and and it has a big number 15 on it. 
Yeah. So uh, interesting. So a lot of, a lot of great comments there, Scott. And, and so I, I, you know, I used to say this term a long time ago. Well, not a long time ago. It was like just a couple of years ago that the Raiders would run out of talent. Like that we, we would get to a point where that we just, the, the depth of the team, you just, you just start running out of talent. When you, when you start having players come off the field, uh, for whatever reason, the players that would come in to replace them, uh, even some starters in this case, in the current form of the Raiders, like a Marcus Peters, who literally can't make a tackle to save his life. Um, and not the thing that I could do any better, Marcus, but you know what I mean? But like, he's, he's not the player that he once was once upon a time, the physical corner that we see Marcus Peters be. But anyways, I think the Raiders, when you start going up against the most elite teams in the NFL, whether that's the Miami Dolphins in the, uh, last week or whether that's now the Kansas City Chiefs, they just start running out of talent. So that's where I would say to you is that that lack of talent, I think, to me, is what leads to that inconsistency. And when you mention a guy like Antonio Pierce and you don't think he's got a shot at the starting job, isn't there a world, though, where when you give him and – you know, Champ Kelly, the ability to build their own football team to see what that looks like. Isn't that worth it based on the credibility of the culture change that Antonio Pierce has brought to the team? And I hear you loud and clear on the game management, but those things can be learned. And there are some traits that are innate, like being a good leader. You, you, you either are or you aren't. Well, we know he is. Can he learn to be a better game time manager, learn to, you know, make different decisions on, on whether, whatever those calls are that he's being questioned on those things can be learned based on you know time on the job and i think so has what his the, the characteristics and the leadership that he brings to the table i think that's enough scott for him to to earn the job even despite this loss i i re- i mean and, and i don't know call me a fanboy but i've really loved the idea of Antonio Pierce being our head coach. I just love the spirit that this man has brought. I love the culture change. I love the idea that he's a Raider. Like you guys know the narrative around him. All of that to me is enough to earn him that job because the rest of the stuff can be learned. You know, so I don't know that that's just, well, no, that's I, kind of my take on it. I'm curious to what you have to say. No. And I don't disagree with you that. I mean, look, you go around the league and look at permanent head coaches who were defensive coordinators or offensive coordinators. That's where they come from. And I don't necessarily disagree with you that he he doesn't I mean I do believe he has the makeup to be a head coach I don't think he's ready yet that's where I'm at is and and I get what you're saying he's got all the other intangibles right so so all the things you like about somebody he understands the history he un, and appreciates it because he grew up that in, in it um, he's 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 galvanized his guys around uh, a, a difficult situation when the, when McDaniels was fired he he walks the walk he really is transparent and you got to love that and and there's nothing to dislike about it but i'm going to ask you do you want to risk three years more on somebody who's not as proven or someone who hasn't had the experience doing it now that could be somebody else out there that they hire who's a hot hot coaching candidate whatever it could be i don't know because we don't know any of the names yet i'm just saying he's in a he's in an audition and to me at two and two especially with what we've seen the past two weeks on offense, I don't feel like it's there yet. Now, they go to the bye, right? They got the bye coming up. They come out of the bye. They got some time to fix things up. They got some time to change change things up. If they come out of the bye and they go on a hot streak, I'm right there with you. But as of this point, I don't see it because, and, and because I don't know that he knows enough about offense 
in that position to choose somebody to do it. And then if you're thinking about the Raiders drafting another quarterback, let's say they pick high. Is this this coaching staff you want to develop that? Now, they could switch guys out. I understand Bo Hardigree's not yeah, permanent yeah, either. Yeah. So Antonio Pierce gets the job full-time. He could go hire some dynamite you know, guy from, from, from Miami or San Francisco, wherever it could be, and bring him in. So I get that. I'm just – I'm not saying it won't happen. I'm just saying right now I don't believe he's done enough to earn that. Look, he was handed a bag of crap. So let's – Let's be, I mean, he can't change the offensive system, right? right? So that's not all his fault. But the decision-making, the preparation, of course, we saw last night Roderick Teamer arrested for DUI speeding in Las Vegas. Night before a game when he's supposed to be. Now, is that Antonio Pierce's fault? Of course it's not. That's individual responsibility. But it's the organization. What's going around the organization? What's happening that that player is not at the hotel when he's supposed to be? And that's obviously why he was inactive today. But those types of things you have to look out for. And we've had issues in Las Vegas with Gruden and we had it with McDaniels with some of this stuff too. So all those things are factored into whether or not you can be the person that's going to lead that team. And again, I'm not blaming him, but it all comes back to you're in charge. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, those are great, great points. And, you know, and I would, I would say this, that, you know, based on the things and the characteristics that Antonio Pierce has already established, Who's better? And 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 it's like who's out there? And and yeah, and a good question. Raider Nation chat room. I mean, you you tell me. Is it Jim Harbaugh? Like, is that the guy that you want to you want to hand it over to? I mean, and so again, is it worth it to take Antonio Pearson his experience for the rest of this season, plus what he might earn in one more season, and then see what that develops into? And listen, we're we're reacting off of the last two games. Well, we haven't played like chumps. These, these were good football teams. We weren't coming off back-to-back losses against the, you know, the Panthers and freaking, I don't know, pick somebody else, you know, the, the whatever, anybody else in, the, in the NFC South. You know what I mean? Like, we're not coming off of bad losses here, or at least, well, they, this was a bad loss, but it, we're not coming off losses against bad football teams. And I right. think that that was a hallmark of the Raiders this season. It's a good point. The way that we lost to the Bears. And we, like, if Antonio, I would ask you this, Scott, and just to, again, and I like the volley back and forth here. If the Raider, or if Antonio Pierce is the Raiders coach, do we lose to the Bears? No, because you have a different quarterback starting. So I think your chances would have been much better. No question. And, and that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he's he's made he's made better decisions. There's no question there, Right. It's just as you start to think about, he's putting a resume together, right? Right now as we speak. So now he sits at two and two going into the bye. So after the bye, my expectations is if he wants to become the permanent head coach, they're going to have to find a way to get on a roll here. Now you saw what Denver did. Denver's now in sole possession of second place in the AFC West with the Raiders and the Chargers sharing the basement bedroom. So we, we, we'll see what happens. The, the Broncos got hot. Um, and the chiefs, you know, they're up and down, still solid, find ways to win games. So that's what I think the Raiders need to do is they just need to over the final stretch of the season coming out of the bye with Antonio Pierce in charge 
is they need to just find ways to win games and to do it and to to figure out what they're because today we saw them come off that scripted stuff the beginning their offense clicked and you're like oh wow this is offense and then it went it just shut down after the second quarter it just shut down they could they could not move the ball again and you saw the tightening of the plays the conservative kind of attitude that you saw under McDaniel's return under Bo Hardigree. And so I think that's the type of stuff. If I'm Antonio Pierce, what I would expect to him, if he wants to be head coach Murph is for him to say, okay, that that can't happen anymore. What are we going to do different? You can't do what you've been doing. And so we got to do it differently. That's what I want to see. If he does that and they get better performance, even if they lose, that's fine. At this point, wins and losses, you know, it's a development year in essence. So, so if you do that, I'm totally fine with that. And I would respect that and say, okay, that shows to me that that's a head coach who can step in and say, no, we got to change something. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and I love you know, your point about this is kind of the audition here. And so just looking at the schedule going forward, we got the Vikings and the Chargers at home. And then, of course, we got the Chiefs and then the Colts and Broncos. Like there's, there's a lot more winnable football games ahead of us than there was in these last two. So I, I think that idea of what, what do you want to see? You want to see progression, right? The ultimate indictment of that's a right. bad coaching staff is regression. And that's all we saw under Josh McDaniels once he took over for Rich Passaccia, right? We saw this team just go backwards. And so now we can see, again, I, I hate to harp on it, but the idea that <laughs> win the winnable games. Like Absolutely. let's beat the Colts. Let's beat the Chargers who are who are struggling. Let's beat the Vikings in Sands Kirk Cousins, even though Josh uh, Dobbs is having a, a you know a little bit of a not a resurgence, but he's playing some some good football. Run. Absolutely. So point being that, like you know, like let's win those games that are winnable. If we cough one up against the Chiefs, and even if and I hate it, Raider Nation. The, the I I don't hate much in life. I don't really don't hate anything. <laughs> I hate the hell out of the Broncos. My gosh, I can't stand them. But it would make with the way that that team has turned around. It, if the Raiders lose at Allegiant against the Broncos, I almost kind of understand it at this point. I don't love it, and I, I you know what I'm saying. Like it would yeah. make a little bit more sense. But like, but the other games that are on those schedule. So if 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 Tonio Pierce can can coach well and the team can perform in, in those games. Uh, you know, I, I think that that starts to solidify it. I know we're kind of, we're going really like, you know, 30,000 foot view here, Raider Nation. But I think that that's where we got to start to lean into that the specifics of things start to go away once the season's kind of over, right? Like, and now it, all you want to do is just see in players, coaches, individuals themselves just kind of continue to get better, you know, get healthy in Max Crosby's case. That's the things that as a fan, that's what I'm going to root for now. I want to see Aiden O'Connell develop. It becomes much less about wins and losses other than the very winnable games and becomes much more interesting to me to see how the players progress. Does Bob Spillane still keep up what he's been doing already this season and make a Pro Bowl? Does Tyree Wilson maybe start getting in the mix and start getting a couple of sacks? You know what I mean? Like, does Aiden O'Connell start making some throws? You know, those those types of things. So that's what I'm to, to your point about making progress, right? So, all right, yes. we're, we're going to step aside just for one quick break, and we'll come back. We'll pick this this back up because you said something there too. I want to talk about as as it as it's uh, um, related to Antonio Pierce and kind of the rest of the season because there's six games left, right? Six games left. The Raiders have six opportunities uh, to win some ball games, and we'll get to that when we come back. You're listening to Silver and Black today, an Aussie original podcast. Do us a favor if you don't already subscribe. 
to the audio podcast, do so. If you're with us on YouTube, I can see in the chat. Thank you guys for being there. I appreciate the conversation as always. Make sure you also subscribe to Raiders Fan Radio, the, the audio version of the podcast, and make sure you subscribe on YouTube and watch them live on Wednesday evening slash late afternoon on the West Coast. Good times and good stuff, and that's where you'll find Murph. All right, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we roll on here with the postgame edition. Raiders lose 31-17 to the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll be right back. 